Mic Drop Radio presents The Last Dance, a recap, episodes 3 and 4. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Minecraft Radio. I am your boy Paytar, Peyton Henson, in the studio, my house, with a bunch of my best buds. Got co-host Parker. Glad to have you back, bud. And a guy we've been missing. He's been having a lot of schoolwork going on. Had a lot of stuff happening. It's finals week, we know. Uh, but Trenton, back in the studio. What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's up, Peyton? How are y'all? You know, we've just been living life. Had a test this morning. Ace that thing. We do have... In the studio audience, uh, another great friend of ours, OG Seth Marshall. He's away from the microphone. What's up, Seth? Hello. Seth's going to be on with us a little later. We're going to talk some Titans. Uh, but this episode's all about NBA, Last Dance, and uh, hopefully we'll bring you guys some content that you're going to enjoy. we got some controversial stuff to talk, some great uh, content from the Last Dance. Uh, but first things first, we're just going to shoot the bull for a bit and uh, see what happens. So we had a bit of homework from last week that we had to do. If you listened to the episode and you made it that far, we decided we were going to come up with our starting five greatest all time. The guys you won't play in against the rest of the world if your life's on the line. We had some people, you know, kind of send us their stuff online. Got a couple people as we're going to bring back. Uh, we all have ours. Trenton's got his. Parker's got his. I think Seth's got one. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Uh, well, Parker, if you're ready. Go ahead and get us started. Starting at point guard, your greatest point guard of all time, Magic Johnson. Shooting guard, second best shooting guard of all time, Kobe Bryant. Small forward, throwing Jordan in there, the greatest ever. Put him on the floor. Power forward, LeBron James. And, you just floored me. And starting at center... The greatest center to ever live. I don't care what the boomers say about Wilt Chamberlain and and all them other, like Bill Russell, get out of here. The they throwback guys. They can't hold Shaq. Never could. Too little. Shaquille O'Neal is my starting center. Well, this will be interesting. That's a great starting five. I had to really go. I almost didn't throw LeBron in there at the four. I was going to go Tim Duncan, but. Was that a last-minute decision? Last-minute decision. I had Tim Duncan in there the whole time, but feel like you got to take LeBron over Tim. LeBron's a great player. He is not in my starting five. Tim's the greatest power forward of all time, but... Well, how do you go LeBron then? Just a better player. Yeah, I see that. Because Jordan's a shooting guard naturally, but I want Kobe on the team, so i got to bump him down, and then I just bump LeBron down to power forward. I wish, I wish he was here. I really just talked to him. He gave me a starting five. Uh, David Young, the guy who pays all Brock's bills... Uh, he uh, he sent me his starting five. Shout out to Mr. David. For keeping, Shout out Young. Keeping Brock, a, Brock afloat. 
Look, Learn if you need a funeral times. home, hit up Young Funeral Home. No free shout-outs, but free shout-out Young Funeral Home. But anyway, David was telling me before I left their house, he said, all these young guys, he's like, they don't know, but Wilt's the top five. He said it, I swear. <laughs> and this is funny. I wish he was here to debate this. This would be good content. This would be good content. They just need to put Wilt in the history books of being great against the actual grocery baggers the sl- that they the say really that slow guys against. from back in the day. Hey, somebody, somebody. Before we go into the next one, somebody had a great tweet. I, I may have shared it with y'all. Y'all may have sent it to me. I don't know. I've got old age issues my with my memory. But uh, somebody said, "How do they have footage of Phil Jackson coaching in Puerto Rico, but they don't have footage of Wilt's hundred point game? Did it even happen?" I mean, Phil. It was in Philadelphia, or Hershey, Pennsylvania. It was somewhere like that. They honestly might not have known how to keep score back in those days. I, I can take a picture with a with a hundred point or with a with We're a hundred on a piece of paper. Podcast or nothing, but it seems like y'all guys are capping here. Uh, but anyway, here's David's. Here's David's top five. David Young, uh, number one. He's got Mike. I'm assuming that means Michael Jordan. Uh, number two, at his shooting guard, Magic. Coming in three, Larry Bird. Four, Kobe Bryant. Five, Wilt Chamberlain. That was not like by position, was it not? No, that's just his top five. Okay. <clears throat> I, I mean, that's that's a pretty good lineup. Oh, we're we're not gonna do by position. I'm doing by position. I'm doing by position. Okay. Okay. Uh. That's just his top five of all time. That's I think that's his top five. That was not my top five of all time. It's close, but I that, and that may be his that may be his starting five lineup. I mean that may be who he wants out there. I didn't, but I, I didn't think, ask him. If I was doing top five all time, I'm doing Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, probably Tim Duncan and Shaq. So not much different. Not much different. Shaq and LeBron. Shaq. Larry Bird had a three like a three year stretch there before he hurt his back where he was putting up better numbers than LeBron. Yeah. Every season. His back injury. Shooting him out. better, shoot better free throw shooter. Just as good as a passer. Probably a little better on defense, but LeBron just kind of these past few years has just went off the deep end really on defense. Alright. Here's my uh Seth's a Lakers fan and he agrees. Yeah. Seth, you got anything to say? Uh my top five? Yeah, let's hear it. Go say it. Number one at the point guard position is Magic Johnson. My shooting guard, the greatest player of all time, Kobe Bryant. Wow. The Black Mamba. Right Def- definitely him, greatest player of all time. Right behind him at the three position is Michael Jordan. My four is Hakeem Olajuwon. And my five is Shaq. Mm. Not bad, not bad. <sighs> Hot take, Kobe Bryant, greatest of all time. Not in these books over here, but great player. Two people in this room think that I don't know Top what three they, most definitely. He's a, he's the greatest. I don't know player. what they were smoking before they got in here, but uh, bro, he's the greatest player of all time. No denying it. He carried Shaq to his championship. Shaq didn't <laughs> carry him. <laughs> Who won Finals MVP? Shaq, Shaq. or Kobe? Shaq, Shaq. All three years. Kobe didn't have a Finals MVP. Not till uh, not till 2010. Eight. 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 Then he won in ten. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out to Boston for going in 09 and putting the putting the 
Celtics up one in the championship category. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Kobe yeah. Got, also, Kobe's, Kobe got a handful. He got five of them. Yep. Kobe's second best player on that team was Pau Gasol. Let's let that settle in. You had Lamar Odom, He's, Andrew Bynum, Andrew Bynum. Yeah, but but he you was got an All Star. He was a good center, right behind Dwight Howard. Man, don't take away anything from that great Celtics team, though. That was a really good. That was a really good squad. Ray Allen, Garnett, Pierce. It was some dogs out there. Pierce is uh, one of my favorite players growing up. Great players. All right. Uh, here's my starting five. Trenton's going to disagree with me here on one of them. Maybe maybe a couple. So, I'm going to throw Kobe at point guard. Hart, you know, like Seth said, one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, he's going to get you a lot of assists. Then I'm going, I'm going Jordan at the two. Can't keep him out. What you got over a Pepsi? Uh, I just cracked a cold one. Cold Pepsi? A cold Coca-Cola. Uh-oh. No free shouts. All right. At the three guard, we're going Larry Legend. He's going to shoot the eyes out of it. And he's a great defender. Good pick. The four spot, this is one Trenton's going to disagree with. But I'm going Carl Malone, the mailman. He's my favorite player of all time. I just love him. He's the top three power forward in my eyes. And ending it up down low, we're going Shaq, Daddy. I mean, for all these people who don't think Shaq's the greatest center of all time, against the – he came into the league when centers were at the height of their position, not when he was the only center in the league like Wilt Chamberlain was. But, um, I mean, he had people like David Robinson, Elijah Wan, Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, centers like that to play against. Yeah. Average 30 and 17. Yeah, that's hard to beat. We haven't seen a center like him since. Dwight Howard a little bit. Dwight Howard had a run where he had like three defensive player of the years in a row, and he came in second behind Derrick Rose in MVP voting, and he also won defensive player of the year that, that year. I'm about to blow everybody's mind with my point guard pick. I feel like nobody in here is going to agree with me like remotely. Um. At point guard, I'm going to take Isaiah Thomas. That's an awful pick. That's Cap. No, 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 no. no. It's just he's great. of documentary. No, he's great, dude. Uh, I'm going to take Kobe, uh, shooting guard. I'm going to take MJ, small forward. I'm going to take LeBron, power forward. And then I'm going to take uh, Kareem over at center. Well, I like most of your takes, Isaiah. I don't. I wouldn't put him above Magic. He's a good point guard. But I did. Kareem. It's not as good as every. I don't think he's as good as everyone. I see these people on Twitter being like, "Oh man, Kareem didn't lose a game." In okay, he's years not, okay. He's not UCLA. the greatest player of all time. He's not the greatest player of all time. I would not put no, him as my I, greatest I, player I, of all yeah. time. Yeah, but but he's great at the, at his position, no doubt. Yeah, the only reason I'm taking I'm taking I'm gonna take Shaq over him is Cream only won once before he got with Magic. Him and the Big O in Milwaukee won one ring. I just feel like he should have been winning more titles I, early, I, early in the seventies. I late just 70s. about copied your pick and went Shaq. If there's any consolation there, but well, I think that's the worst all-time starting five in the world. <laughs> That's probably lovely for you. Man. That's a new segment. Seth's got the best starting five. Oh, my Lord. 
Seth's a genius. All right, we got one more uh, coming from Brock. He decided he's too good for us tonight, uh, and he sent this is his. This going to be the oldest lineup ever. <coughs> and this is where I got the question for you guys. I haven't told you guys yet. He told me he told me to throw it up there and see what you guys thought. <coughs> so he's got, and this is no in no particular order. I don't know who he's playing where, but uh, MJ, Kobe, right. Magic, Shaq, Kevin Durant. And at the bottom he writes, at the bottom he writes, LeBron is not even a reserve. <laughs> well, he's he's a hater on LeBron. I don't think LeBron's the greatest of all time, but um, I feel like he's kind of denying uh, greatness right there. He's, turn, he's, he, he's turning a blind eye to greatness, really. Trent, top three all time. Top three all time? Top three all time is, uh, you want, you want my order? One through three. In oh, order. one through three. Uh, Kobe, MJ, Braun. <sighs> Kobe is not number one. But he, he is. 20 points a game in the finals. But he is, Parker. He's the most overrated finals player in the NBA ever. Who would you rather have? He's had ha- some terrible who, finals. Who series. would you rather have taken the last shot? Michael Jordan. Well, that's pretty generic. That's pretty mainstream answer, if you ask Kobe's me. Kobe's probably in my top three. I actually probably reverse it and go Michael, Kobe, LeBron. Well, here's the, the thing. reason I put Kobe over LeBron is he won them two, two in uh, 08 and 2010. And like Seth said, Pau Gasol was the next best player on the team. LeBron, I mean, and he. That Celtics team was good. People want to say you don't have no talent. He's had all the talent in the world. I seen today, seen today where people were saying Scotty or Dwayne Wade is worth, is not as good as Scotty Pippen. Dwayne Wade is a Finals MVP and won a ring. He's better than Scotty Pippen. He's better than Scotty Pippen. Yeah, hands I down. I agree with you. And Bosch is better than Rodman. And Bosch Bosch was a, a gamer at Toronto. No, yeah. don't don't overlook that. Rodman's great at rebounding and defense, hustling. He's not a scorer. Chris Bosh was all around. And if you recall the championship that um, LeBron won against the Spurs where Ray Allen hit the last shot, yeah, send it to Bo- game. Bosh send- gets the rebound right there and kicks it out to him. Yeah. I mean, LeBron uh, Stat. jacks up that three there. Chris Bosh and Ray Allen had to do the dirty work. And then, uh, and then for the people out there that want to say uh, – Jordan had to get through the Pistons, and uh, he he was what's the series between him and the Pistons two and one Pistons, yeah, or something like that. Well, LeBron's first couple years he didn't even make the playoffs. He was sitting at home. He got in there, got ran a couple years in a row by the same Detroit Pistons. Then he finally made the finals and got swept by the Spurs. Has he been nine times? What's his record? Three and six? Three and six, yeah. Three and six. Well, I mean, he's got a good resume, but he's lost a few finals he shouldn't have lost. He shouldn't have well, beat the Spurs. Okay, okay, okay. But the, but the, the one time. the one uh, Kyrie got hurt, the finals that Kyrie got hurt. Yeah, what about it? What do you think? You think he, if Kyrie plays, they win? More than likely. Think about this, too. He's won Iguodala layup from being two and seven. Well, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse a little bit and go back to the Pistons. I'm gonna say for the record, I'll prob if I would have grew up in that era, I would have probably been a Pistons fan to this day. That's what I told Peyton. I would have been a Pistons fan. Here, so here's the question that Brock wanted me to. And we got off track there, but here's the question Brock wanted me to ask with with his starting five. He says the reason he put KD on there is because he says he played for the Warriors. Who in the world is gonna guard him? And I told him Malone. Or Larry. Or probably Michael. Um, He's got five inches on Michael. Any good, any uh, versatile power forward? You can't just say any power forward. No, 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 I mean. no. I mean, one of the, some of the greats. <laughs> I mean, he's a great Some boy. of the greats. I'm not saying. I don't saying, know if Malone I, can handle you're him You're taking out, me out, out of context. Outside. That's what Brock said, too. He didn't know if he could handle him on the perimeter. Can't, yes, he don't think he could. He's close. Durant's close. He's not there, though. But you put, like, Kobe or Michael on him, I think that's your best bet. Because them two guys are studs on defense. It was their whole career. Yeah. I said Scotty even might could guard him. Scotty Pippen, might, that's not let's, a bad pick. Let's look at Durant for a minute. And uh, a sleeper. David said uh, he couldn't get it done with OKC. Went to the Warriors and won it. Who was the with guy Curry with the Spurs and Clay? David Robinson. No, he may not have been the Spurs. I'm pretty sure it was though. Uh, Monty Ginobili. <laughs> that's that's one of them. <laughs> uh, it'll hit me in a minute. But he won one defensive cold. player a year. A couple. We talked about him last week, too. Kawhi Leonard. No. He played with Michael. Played with Michael. Played. Spurs? What are you, what are you talking about? Oh, I don't think it's a Spurs. Back-to-back. Robinson. Uh, huh? Robinson. No. No. I'll think of it in a minute. It may not have been Played back whenever MJ played? David Robinson, he's the most underrated center ever to play. He kind of That is. dude could run the floor and score. He kind of is. He could outrun he anyone. Could race it. He's my number two center in my and he's my backup center on my all time starting five. He's very underrated. You don't really hear his name throughout there. He that scored seventy something points in a game in the nineties. But you never hear about him. No, oh. and he's got two rings. Now he had to wait till Jordan retired to get him, but Sidney Moncrief is who I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's the. Uh, he Bucks. Played. He yeah, played for the Bucks, Bucks, not the Spurs. Sorry. The Bucks. My my basketball history is terrible. I think I think you put you could put a Rodman on him. At, yeah, they also young, said Rodman. A young Dennis Rodman. That's a that's a dog. But Brock is right. I mean, he's shooting it. I mean, when he gets the ball up, he's shooting it seven four. They are sleeping on one person though that, that could potentially. He's a younger guy, but Isaiah Thomas. No, he could guard him, easy. And he might. He's probably on my all time team. Already. He's in the league right now. Who y'all think it is? <laughs> I don't know who to think this is. Right now? He runs the Eastern Conference. Giannis? Giannis onto the Kumpo. They also said Giannis. See, I was going to guess that Kyle Lowry. Is, that dude is seven foot. Oh, yeah. Kyle Lowry really runs it. <laughs> he did last year. Wasn't he out most of the year last year? Out a few games. And this year, too, hasn't he been? Yeah. Nursing an ankle injury, I believe. Got to love him, though. Kawhi Leonard? But, yeah, I will agree with you. I will agree with you. He's on my backup team, probably. Giannis is – What is it about Kawhi? Like, he's a great player, obviously, but why do I not think he's just – Because he's not flashy? Do you think it's like – He's not flashy. We were talking about it. It seems like he turns it on, then he turns it off. And it's maybe it's because he's not flashy. But I just feel like I mean, obviously he gets the job done. I mean, he's making a lot of money. But he took the and he won a championship yeah, with the Toronto Raptors. I mean, Kobe well, I was, was don't downplay don't downplay the Toronto but, Raptors. But for no some, hate. I mean, who were they playing? 
We yeah, a banged up Warriors team, but still. We'd have beat them if they would have had draft. I mean, yeah, he's got a championship. But why do I think I, – I can't put my finger on it why I think he's not like – like he's not in my top ten. He's not in my top 20. Of all time? Yeah. Then you just must not be watching. There are 20 better players than him. It, on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Maybe not on both sides of the ball. As an all-around player. Probably not, not probably not defensively. I don't know. You just might not be watching him. You got some music coming through your headphones. The Raptors didn't win the title. Kawhi Leonard did. He took that title right to Los Angeles after the season was over. Van Fleet did go off. Whose headphones are those? Some are yours. I don't know. Not a big deal. I don't know. Whatever. We just had a phantom noise in the Yeah, we've got a ghost in, in the, the studio. studio. <laughs> the ghost of the synagogue. Hey, we, me, and, me and Peyton, we've been redoing our studio. We need y'all to send us names, what we should call it. Yeah, send us some suggestions. The bird box. Bird box ain't bad. But, uh, yeah, send us some suggestions. Maybe if, you know, the one we pick, we may send some merch to. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, when them t-shirts gonna be ready? You know, I've had, uh... Kendall Young designs... Well, not Kendall Young. Kendall Henson designs. <laughs> Do you divorce her? <laughs> I can't get no, it. he changed his last name. Yeah. Oh, that's real manly. We're at, I'm actually Peyton Young Henson. Mm, that's real manly. <laughs> if you know, you know. Shout out Hoover. But, uh... You know, we'll have some merch out for too long. Uh, Tar, with this merch, before we dive on in uh, to the last dance, um... Will this merch be coming in uh, different colors? Can we get what what kind of color options have we got with these shirts? No, nah, Trent, it's just one color, one shirt, no, one I color. No, I mean I was I was wanting to know if she could do like black, like anything besides black and white. I'm not printing anything. It's, it's a, not too. It's tiny. a general question. I'm just trolling. We are gonna get some stickers out though, probably first. I actually uh, want a black hoodie. Okay, well I'll put an order in. Uh, but if you guys might like some stickers or something, we've had a couple of requests from uh, some people, so. Uh, We'll be working on a design for that probably in the future. Maybe a, a logo change also. But uh, uh, working on a quick deal with Nike to secure some uh, <laughs> to secure some hoodies. <coughs> Dang, something was in that Coke. Short intermission. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get to this last dance before Trenton gets us on a off topic again. All right. So the last dance, episode three. We start out. With a close look at Dennis Rodman, one of the world's most renowned figures, really. Everybody knows him. He's friends with the leader of North Korea, rest in peace. Uh, He's not dead. Theoretically. But really the question is at the start of the champion or at the start of the series, if they don't have Rodman, do they win these championships? I mean that was a good question, but I immediately thought they won three without him. Two. They would think they won two without him. Yeah, because I think they Picked him up for the third one. Yeah, I agree. But, so we start out with uh, Pippen is still at odds with Krause, and they left us in episode two with Pippen requesting a trade. And things really looked down, and if this hadn't already happened, people probably would be uh, really questioning what's going on. So it shows the Bulls lose like three or four games in a row, uh, Michael is obviously not happy with the team. 
and ultimately not happy with Rodman. Well, Rodman, uh, I can't remember which. He gets spe- thrown out of game. He gets thrown out of a game. I can't remember who they were playing. But after the game, Rodman knows he's messed up. And uh, Michael's talking, and he's like, you know, Rodman never comes to my to my room after games or anything like that or before games. And one night, after he got thrown out of the game, Rodman shows up at Michael's door, knocks on the door, asks for a cigar. And now, you know, typically that probably wouldn't mean much, but Michael said, he showed up in my room, he didn't apologize, but I knew what he wanted. He came to say, I'm sorry, time to get back to work. Asked for a cigar, and they left. And the next game, they go on to win 192. Yeah, I mean, that's really a turning point for Dennis Rodman. He becomes a monster, helps the Bulls go on. They win like five or six games in a row. They went on a tear. Yeah. I mean, without Rodman, they probably don't win the last few. That's I can definitely say that. Yeah. it's You really can't say – I mean, you're on. I mean, you're right. You really can't say that they wouldn't have won, or they wouldn't have won without him, because uh, we were talking about it the other day, and they said it in the episode. But he won seven straight rebounding titles, and every year he won. He like he was averaging four more than the next guy. I think he won uh, one year. He was averaging like 18, and Shaq was the next up, and that Shaq was averaging like 12 or 13. Yeah, he uh, he's a monster down there. But, but he's probably. He's one of my favorite players of all time just to watch highlights. and I mean, yeah, he's crazy once he met Madonna. But everybody says that's when he really went wild is when he met Madonna. He said he never did drugs or anything like that really before he met her. That's when she told him, you know, be yourself, and that's when he started painting 33s in his hair and piercing his eyeball and all this other stuff. You didn't like that? I don't care what he does. I like everything he does that's except creative. for that for – that. Lip ring. How do you eat All with right, that lip? I don't like how you lip how do you eat with that lip ring say, in? I can yeah. honestly say I do not like the lip ring. But um, the hair was different, but kind of cool for him, I guess. I don't know. I've said this about the Titans before. I don't care what they look like, what they do outside the field, as long as they play football. The hair is a trademark, man. That that really makes his run with the Chicago Bulls. It, I mean, it makes me want to cut my hair short and dye it colors. I mean, it's an influence. I've always thought about getting mine pink. You could write Paytar in it. I'm going to write Paytar with a heart in it. But anyway, so Rodman, kind of like Pippen, didn't really have a whole lot of recruiting. Uh, wasn't a great ba- a high school basketball player. He ended up playing at Southeast Oklahoma State. Uh, didn't grow up with a real great home life, I don't think. Um, I, I was even told by somebody, I can't remember who, but uh, after he finished college, he was uh, sweeping the floors at the airport in Oklahoma. And uh, next thing you know, Detroit drafts him in the uh, 80, 87 or 88 draft, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe 84. Maybe I'm off. But anyway, so he gets drafted by Detroit. And uh, we all know how tough of, the, tough of a team they were. Obviously, the Bulls had their struggles. Yeah, that's kind of where – I mean, it, and that I was – the picture it painted. And he was kind of, he kind of already had his demons even with Detroit because it showed him like uh, he fell asleep in his truck with a gun and they didn't really know what was going on. And That's kind of when they parted ways with him. Basically, yeah. trying to paint it like he was he was attempting suicide, kind of. But he claims is that, he is was that not. the 
Is that like what y'all got out of that? That's what they were trying to say. I think that's how they were trying to picture they it. They were trying to picture it, and they were saying reports about that, but he was saying he wasn't. So we can we can say that this could be false by ESPN. I mean, show up to the to the arena with a gun in your lap. I mean, how else can you picture it? And you're either gonna kill yourself or. In Detroit, much less. You're just going to shoot your pistol or whatever you brought, rifle, in the in the parking lot, side of them. Might get a little target practice. They might, that might be a thing there. I don't know. Who knows what we're going to It is, or maybe it is Detroit. Maybe. So the next picture is, it's 1989, and the Bulls hire a new coach, Doug Collins. He was there for three years, and uh, he had some success there, but never really could seal the deal. Uh, the first game, it was a pretty good scene. Uh, he talked about how much he sweated. And he was on the sidelines, and he would come off the court looking like he just played the game. But the first game he played, they were down 8 or 10 so or so, and uh, going into the fourth. And he was just, like, sitting down, biting his nails, you know, really just praying for a win. And Michael comes up to him. He's like, hey, coach, take a drink of water. We're not gonna, I'm not going to let you lose this game. And Michael goes on a tear, scores about six possessions in a row, and they come back to win. Yeah, I mean, that kind of shows what Michael's all about. He can just take over any time we need a ball game. I mean, Michael Michael uh, tended to love the offense that Collins yeah. had in place there because, I mean, it, it literally it ran through him. him. Yeah. I mean, that season there where Doug Collins was a coach in 88 is, from an individual player, Michael Jordan, that's the greatest season that has ever been played. He was MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, All-Star Game MVP, and Slam Dunk Champion, Scoring Champion, probably still his champion that year too if he was Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, that that right there with them accolades, that's the greatest season from an individual player ever played. And it's hard. It's, it's not even that close. When you win the two biggest awards in the same season, like – on both sides of the ball, you're the greatest player. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you think we'll ever see that done again? I was, I was wondering this the other day. We got to looking up D Rose's MVP season because I think it's overrated. But that's you, just you me. You think Rose's uh, MVP season is overrated? Yeah, he. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't like. Well, let's say Dwight could have got it. Dwight was second, and he also won. Defensive Player of the Year that year. That's the that's the next closest time I think it's ha- been to happening. And then did Jawai? Did he go to the finals that year? Mm-mm. He did not go to the finals that year. Year before. Okay, that's whenever. That's whenever Kobe put it on him. So yep. we fa- we fast forward through the season and the Bulls are having a good season. Obviously, like we said, Michael's playing really extremely well. And uh, things are on the rise when it counts, especially for the Bulls. That's actually a quote from the, from the show. But uh, they make it to the first round against Cleveland, 1989, Collins' first year coaching. And the series goes uh, through the first four games. Uh, Chicago won the first, then Cleveland, Chicago, and then Cleveland. And uh, game five, I believe, I can't remember where it was at. Do you all know? Cleveland, I think. I think it was in Cleveland as well. But – with uh, everybody's seen the picture with roughly two and a half, three seconds left. 
Michael hits a game winner at the free throw line, probably one of the most dramatic pictures. He punches the air. I mean, he was on fire. Yeah. My favorite part about that was uh, Jordan admits it, that Elo shouldn't have been on him. Yeah. It should have been Ron Harper. Yeah. And it's like a great internet meme. I don't know if we can play the clip on here. Did Harper, can Harper we get the, talked about Can that we get the clip not? on here, what Harper says? Look that up, Jamie. We probably could. Somebody look it up. Let me play it. But, uh, like we said, that's obviously an iconic photo of Jordan punching the air after that dramatic shot. And uh, next thing you know, they got to turn around play Detroit. Really the first time they meet them in the playoffs. Uh, and we all know how that goes. See if you can find that clip. I said, Coach, I got MJ. I got MJ. So the coach goes me, I'm going to put Elo on MJ. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. That was the greatest part of the episode to me. That was a great part. That, that was, I mean, it's an internet That was very meme. humorous. Kind it's of. everywhere. Yeah, that's, that's iconic, really. It's what I think about 2020. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 2020 has a meme. But like we said... You know, uh, Harper wasn't on him. Michael hits that game-winning shot at the corner of the free throw line, and uh, the next, the rest is history. They go on to play Detroit in the second round of playoffs. Mm-hmm. No, East Conference Finals, ain't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Is it the finals? That was the first round. Yeah, I think that was the first round. That was the first was round against Because they played best of five, right? Yeah. They played best of five the first two rounds. Ooh. Pretty sure. Well, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Man, that that really screwed Jordan out of a lot of playoff that points was the first right there. What the not playing seven like they do now? Yeah, yeah, I really, I really did. What is a what? What's the uh, lineup that year? With Jordan? Yeah. Uh, uh, they no, they play uh, Cavs first round. Then yeah. the, I thought they played the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals twice. Uh, no, the next year they play, the, play them in the finals. Okay. So they go on to play Detroit, and this is where the iconic Jordan rules come from. Probably something you've heard of. Uh, they had three rules. I didn't write them down. I should have. But basically, Jordan gets the ball in the paint. Don't hey, let him jump. First rule is... Can't let him take flight. Don't... Or send him to the middle. Don't let him go baseline. Yeah. Drive him left. Drive Second left. rule is make him go left. Yeah. Third rule is if he gets in the paint, foul him. Pretty much. Yeah. And that coach, that assistant coach, came on there and said, uh, pretty much said if he gets if he gets anywhere close to to the rim, kill him. Yeah. It was it was brutal to watch, honestly. But and I, I believe they said something about like if he t- if he jumps, you basically can't guard him because he just levitates. I don't know what it is about watching him jump, but I feel like he just floats in there. I don't know if it's because he's 6'6", a little smaller than everybody else, really, or what. Or if it's just pure athleticism. Man, Rodman really locked Pippen up them series. He did, yeah. I wonder if there was any like uh, hard feelings between the two whenever Rodman joined. Which Rodman joined in 95, so they already won a couple. Three, maybe. So the Detroit series ends up going. Uh, Chicago beats them at Detroit the first game. Pretty embarrassing. Uh, Detroit wins the second game. 
Chicago went, goes on to win the, the third game to go up 2-1, and then Detroit rolls off three, three in a row. And really, like like Parker said, Jordan was having a great year, probably the greatest all time. But uh, he really, like like we'll find out in the, the rest of the episode, he just didn't really have the team or the uh, the ability to – he didn't. He didn't have the the personnel around him to uh, take care of the Pistons. <clears throat> the next thing you know, uh, like we said, Rodman had some issues with a gun in his car at the at the uh, facilities, and he gets traded to the Spurs. Uh, this is when he started dating Madonna, and this is really kind of whenever he went off the deep end. But 1995 rolls around, and uh, Chicago acquires Rodman. And at this time, this is whenever they know the things are about to get serious. <clears throat> Just uh, one fun thing they said in the in the episode was Rodman had seven games with 20 boards plus and no points. I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, and there's only uh, – I think the next guy had two. There's only two other players that do that, I think, or something like something that. Something like that. I never did look – I meant to look up that night who else had done that, but – I just never got around to it. I, that. That would be interesting to see who else has done that. I thought it said on there. It did. I can't remember. Uh, another cool story they talked about was uh, the minute that Robin met Phil. Robin never stood up, didn't take his sunglasses off, wouldn't shake his hand. And uh, I don't remember what Phil said to him, but it was pretty funny. He said, get up and shake my hand. Yeah. Let's talk. Something and like uh, we were talking about a few minutes ago like if there was any malice between Scotty and Rodman. And I have a quote here written. Uh, they asked Scotty how he fit in. He said, like a hand in a glove. And and then and then he goes on to talk about this Native American bond that they have and stuff. I mean, it's kind of kind of crazy, but, I mean, it's definitely – you could definitely look at Rodman and say, this dude's into this kind of stuff, this spiritual stuff. If you think about it – Like the Natives. Rodman were. and – Phil kind of had like a change like Rodman. It kind of showed in there. Yeah, he started. He was kind of like a hippie-ish, you know. That's what. I, yeah, that's the word I was. Yeah, I was thinking about because he talks about doing acid in his earlier days. Phil does. He uh, he started off in. Did he start off in Puerto Rico coaching? Yep. Yeah. And they were talking about how crazy the fans were down there. The mayor of the city that he was coaching in shot one of the referees on the court. That's just crazy. Uh, pretty tough scene down there. But the episode jumps around a little bit, and it goes to uh, January 10th, 1988. That's the day that Scotty decides it's time to return to t- return to the Bulls, start playing basketball again. Uh, the first game back was against the Warriors, actually. He had 13 points, four boards, and five assists. Pretty good game back. Uh, yeah, when Pippen came back, Rodman – Kind of took the same approach as, as Krause, in my opinion. He kind of got upset that it seemed like that Pippen was back and he was the number two and he was kind of getting more of the glory and kind of bugged Rodman. That wouldn't have been 1988. I said 1988. It was 1998. Yeah. But uh, Rodman was kind of bugged out needed a break. Yeah, this is when he takes his uh, – "Quote unquote 48-hour vacation to Vegas." That turned into uh, like 72 hours, 88, or 80 hours, or something like that. Jordan told Phil, in defense, he said, "You let that man go to Vegas, you're not getting him back in 48 hours." 
Unless you go get him. I had no clue he dated Carmen Electra. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I knew who she was because of uh, That's cool. that video game. A video playing. game called Def Jam I used to play, and she was on there. It's where you like fight, and you could get her as like your girlfriend and stuff. And like, it's kind of cool. Kind of like a Mortal Kombat type, but it's but it's a bunch of famous rappers. Yeah. Like Exhibit. And, Why have I never heard of this uh, game? It's good. I feel like I need to Def play Def Jam it. fight for New York. Final boss is Snoop Dogg. You got to kill Snoop Dogg. Couldn't kill him. Just kind of talking about Rodman, the scene of him leaving the facility to go straight to Vegas. He walks out Miller Lott. with a Miller Lot in his hand, crushes it, Pilsner. hops on his motorcycle, on his and drives straight to Vegas. Yeah. I assume he probably drove to the airport and flew to Vegas. To be a, on ESPN, I mean, every time you see Rodman on this episode, he's got a Miller Lot in his hand, signing autographs. He get he's. Walks out of the arena drinking, hops on a motorcycle, drives off. They would tear off. somebody up if they did that today. Yeah, I mean, if you did Jordan's dropping all these F-bombs. Ron Harper's <laughs> dropping all these F-bombs. You would, you would think if you had never met... owned any, by Disney. Yeah, if you, had, if you had never known any of these guys, you'd probably think that these are not the guys that your kids need to be looking up to. Yeah, I just... I can't believe that they're letting them use this language on the podcast. I love it. Or, or on the, I love uh, it. It's transparent. Documentary. I mean, yeah. It's transparent. You, feel, you probably, Jordan probably said, I'm going to say what I want. It's like they're, like. If we're going to do this. I mean, it's transparent. They're like real people, you know. We can connect with that a little bit better than we can this this cleaned up stuff. One thing we kind of talked about uh, with Rodman and the rest of the team, he probably would not have fit in anywhere else as good as he did. Because he goes on, he says, like, Michael accepted me for who I was. And I kind of got that feeling with Phil, too, because you were talking about the ties, like, with the Native American stuff. And, like, they were just kind of like, you know, he is what he is, but he still rebounds. He still helps us win games. And, like, yeah, they, they kind of say, like, off the court he does whatever, but on the court he's he's a quiet guy, you know. Nice. And he does go hard in practice. Oh, yeah. Whenever he gets back from Vegas. Got right back from Vegas, jumped in. They did that dreaded Indian run. The, the Indian run. I've had many days in them Indian runs. And Michael made it seem like... Seth's uh, been in there. Yeah, they're awful. Michael made it seem like, uh, you know, he was telling everybody to slow down, let Dennis get past, and acting like he couldn't pass Dennis. Yeah. It, That's just who he was. A 60-hour bender in Vegas, and he comes back and leading the team in the Indian runs. Like, there really is no telling what that man did in Vegas. Like I mean, it would. Pr- it's probably insane. The documentary kind of leads you leads you astray, and the director came out and said he, he should have painted the picture a little differently. Differently, R- Jordan and them didn't go to Vegas to get Rodman. Rodman had already came back to Chicago and was in his apartment. He had like an apartment across from the uh, arena, and all it had in it was like a mattress. That's it. Yeah, something like that, and a couch. And uh, Jordan had to go in there and drag him out of there. You were talking about Carmen Electra. I read one story that said their first date, <clears throat> Rodman got on the interstate driving backwards. And she yeah. was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to try to dodge traffic going backwards. <laughs> and that's what they did on their first date. Yeah, he was going down the wrong the wrong side of the interstate. <laughs> he's just crazy. Well, we go on and, uh, you know, Collins has a good run. Takes him to a couple uh, playoff appearances. But just really couldn't get the job done. Krause knew something had to be done. And uh, there was a guy, his name was Tex Winter. Tex Winter, that's right. 
and uh, he was assistant coach, and he kept preaching, you know, we got to run this triangle offense. It gets everybody the opportunity, touch the ball, and it opens up, like, I think he said, like, 30,000 different opportunities to score or something like that. And uh, But Collins never would listen. Well, Krause had had enough of it, and at the time, Phil Jackson was assistant coach also. And, Col- and Krause knew that he had something with uh, Phil on the bench. Col- Collins had uh, kicked Winter out of pretty much – Kicked him out of practice. Out of practice, made him stand in the corner. Yeah, wouldn't let him talk. Yeah, he was kind of staunch about his side there. He wasn't going to listen to it. But Kraus knew what he had in Phil on the bench, and uh, next thing you know, he fires Collins, hires Phil Jackson, possibly one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, this is when. Uh... I mean, it was firing Collins after he had made a really good run. At that time, should have won, but that Pippen migraine, yeah, hurt him. I mean, that hurt the team. Yeah. Rodman destroyed. Ate, Rodman ate Pippen for lunch in that game seven. But let this soak in. Like back then, if you made the Eastern Conference Finals, you would probably be expecting an extension the next year. Like today, you are. You're definitely. Yeah. Well, Dwayne Casey did I mean, get Billy fired. Billy Donovan made the Western Conference Finals, and he's still there in Oklahoma City. Well, the Raptors fired Dwayne Casey. Hired Nick Nurse, won it the next year. So, it does happen. Phil really came in to kind of, they said, take the ball out of MJ's hands. And, you know, that kind of sounded a little different than it probably should have. But it wasn't more or less taking the ball out of his hands but giving other guys the opportunity to score. And this is really where uh, Scotty became the player that he is. Yeah. He thrived. And MJ, MJ transformed too. MJ became went from scoring forty a game to scoring thirty a game. I mean, he was with more assists. Yeah, he uh, he really transformed how he played. He started trusting his teammates. He became an. It's hard to believe, but in '88 he had his greatest season ever. But once Phil took over, he became an even better player. Yeah, helping his team, trusting his teammates, trusting John Paxson to knock down the shot. Not that he didn't have the ability to be a team player. But it was just like it was all on him with the offense they were running. Yeah, they uh, implemented like there was it really well. No second option in that offense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Doug Collins' offense was give the ball to Jordan and get out of the way. Yeah, but they I go. Mean, Jordan to, liked it. I mean, I would like it too if I was a player. You were talking about uh, the migraine. They go on Easter Conference Finals with Scotty having the migraine, and they lose that season. And the next thing you know, I mean. Honestly, you would think, okay, you've lost back-to-back seasons to these guys in the playoffs. You know, your morale has to be low. But Jordan decides it's time to start weight training. This is my favorite part of the whole series. He started lifting them weights. What? I, yeah, I figured this would be your favorite part of the series. He was pumping that iron, son. Put on 15 pounds of muscle, I think. Uh, that's what they said. Went from 205 to 220, something like that. Peyton, what's your under, undergraduate degree in? Exercise science, bachelor, University of Fried Hartman. Tell us how this really transformed his game to another level. You know, what would what would for all these young players out there that doesn't know or don't doesn't that think doesn't lef- do anything that doesn't think weightlifting is relevant and all they want to do is go out there and jack up threes and stuff like that. Tell them tell them how this can evolve their game. Well, obviously Michael was already an athletic specimen, but he had the Jordan rules, uh, and he was just getting beat around in the paint. In the paint, he was getting knocked down everywhere. He put on 15 pounds, and obviously it's not easy to put on 15 pounds. you got to put work in. But 
he put on those 15 pounds, and he was just a totally different player. He started lifting weights before games. Yeah, yeah, he was working out before games. Every time I lift weights, I'd shoot an air ball. Well, well, Peyton had also laid mention to like golfers that lift before they before they play. Yeah. Brooks Kepka is uh, number three in the world right now. I think won multiple majors last year. He gets up and deadlifts before he works out or before he plays majors. I mean, let's be honest, guys. Weightlifting is an important thing. Uh, get a little strength to you, get a little size on you, and just you'll become a better athlete immediately. Seth's over here flexing, about to bust out of this Mahalo shirt. Put them things down, Seth. This is a gun-free zone. My bad. But, so, the 91 season, Michael's been lifting. The whole team's been lifting. Uh, they sweep Detroit. Four games. This is when IT and them don't shake hands. Trenton's favorite player. Dude, that was such a cool moment. Swept Detroit. The team that's beat them for the last two seasons come out, put the brooms to them, go on, win the finals against the Lakers. Man, that series wasn't even close. Like Isaiah Thomas said, he thought they I had got the team scores to, here. Thought they had a team to play with them, but you ran them out of the gym. 94-83, 105-97, and I didn't get the score for game four, but it well, was a blowout. They talk about it's it, it was more of a mental thing. I mean, obviously, with Jordan hitting the weights and everything, they were in better shape. Everybody was in better shape. But they talk about getting knocked down in the paint and just showing absolutely no emotion. Don't react. Yeah, not this is when Horace was whining about getting knocked and getting down. in their heads. Yeah, and they said they knew it was over whenever Rodman shoves Pippen into the uh, – Scotty got hammered. What do they call them things that holds the goal up? Just like, the, yeah, the goal, basically. They got a, they got a term. The stanchion. Yeah, the stanchion. The stanchion. And the uh, – Rodman shoves Pippen right into it. And Pippen gets up, doesn't do anything. Never blinks. Walks to the line, knocks down his free throws. Ball game. Ball game. And, like I said, they sweep the series. 1991 finals rolls around. They got the Lakers. Lakers win game one. The Bulls win four straight. That Lakers team is underrated. They were good. That's one of the greatest teams ever played. I know Cream was getting a little up there in his age, but Magic he can still play. Magic's a baller. Pippen was locking him up. Yeah. Pippen's such – I mean, and I know he goes. he's a great defensive player, everybody, but I feel like he's underrated on a lot of people's radars. Yeah, I think it was Rodman. I seen a quote from Rodman. He said Pippen was the greatest player in the world or the best player in the world whenever Jordan retired. That game four, uh, they tried to kind of paint it like this, I think, but they kind of made it seem like that was the game that Michael decided he was going to share the ball. And they were like, Paxson's open every possession. Get him the ball. And like three three series in a row, Jordan drives, dishes it to Paxson, Paxson knocks down three. Like three series in a row. And I know that probably wasn't the turning point in Jordan becoming a team player, but they made it paint, painted it that way. He wouldn't have had a championship without John Paxson. Bold take. They were up. They were up three-one at the time. That's really bold, honestly. Trolley lolly back for you. But Seth's just a troll god to all the fans out there, especially me. He likes to troll Trenton. It's every day. We come back to 1998 to finish off these two episodes, and uh, the final scene is. Uh, 
can't read my writing. Game before something. Take better notes, Peyton. What does that say, Trent? Peyton oh, over here trying to the trying game to before see his notes. So we come back 1998, last scene, and they're playing the Jazz. It's the game before the before the All Star break, and the Bulls are up 24 at one point, and they just go cold. And the Jazz come back and beat them 101 to 93, and that's what they leave us with. It was a great two episodes, really. I loved the I loved the attention being on Rodman. I loved Dennis Rodman. I had a dog named Rodman, first dog I ever had. Yeah, um, this oh, is yeah. the this is the best thing on TV at the moment. And we've talked about this before. It's brought everybody together, just like sports would a sports world. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. This, this I'm is like a live inter- game. I'm more interested it. in this documentary than I was the whole entire NBA season this year. Me too. Uh, and the Thunder are doing good. I'm, 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 having, not, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that yeah, far. That's what I'm saying. I love reality or like present day, but I do Snap uh, back into reality. A little M, Trenton. Do what? You want some M? You want some M and M? Snap back into reality. No. Rap devil. A little rap devil. But uh, better oh, than MGK. I, I had a no. I had a question uh, for everybody. Now that we're on, uh, all right, end us we're on towards, this question. We're towards the end. We gotta wrap this up. Where does this drop the ra- mic on us? Where drop does the it, mic with this question, Trent? Drop it. Where does this rank out of all like thirty thirties ESPN stuff? Where does this rank for y'all so far? One. One. I haven't seen all the thirty for thirties. It's behind the Fab Five for me. Oh my lord! I forgot about the Fab Five. But I was now, about to say that you. The U Miami would be one of my top ones. My my favorite one. This and the U. My favorite one's the Dream Team. The Fab Five is a good one. Man, the Fab Five was Coming great though. All the modern Michigan. But uh, my favorite <laughs> one's the Dream Team. Wish I wish. But this is obviously, I mean, it's right there with it. My pr- my number three would probably be the the Bad Boys. I just love the Dream Team when. Uh, uh, Barkley starts talking about drinking with Larry Bird. He said, you can't drink with Larry Bird. He drinks butt heavy. He yeah. said, that's the strongest beer on the planet. Well, uh, I, um, I like the Pistons bad boy one. I think that I thought that was a really good piece that they did on them. This documentary is so good. I, I just realized I was sitting there watching it. Two hours went by, and I thought I'd only been watching for like 30 minutes. It flies by. This is definitely one or two for me. Seth's a hater. He's shaking his head. No, he doesn't like it. He said it bounces around too much. It's painting a picture, Seth. The Fab Five is the best. He's just mad because they're not covering the Lakers with all this garbage. I would agree. The Fab Five would be the best documentary if Chris Webber hadn't called timeout. That's that's such like a cringy moment for me. I watch that. I wa- I've watched that documentary a million times, and it's so cringy whenever he does Dude. it. I think Eight Mile is my favorite documentary. <laughs> well, it was a great show, guys. Well, I was watching Uncle Drew today, and even on Uncle Drew, they're like. They bro- like they have a huddle at the end end before the uh, dude takes a lot, the coach takes the last shot to win it. They come out and Lisa Leslie's like, they Chris Weber's preacher in the movie and they're like, preacher, remember we don't have any timeouts. He's like, are y'all sure? I thought we still had one left. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> well, we are enjoying the series and uh, we hope that you guys are enjoying the content we're putting out. You know, send us some recommendations if you got anything you want us to talk to. Send us your top five starting five. What we're calling the studio. Tell us what you, what we should call the studio. We need some names for it. Let us know. Uh, we pick it. We got you some merch. The one we pick, we will send you some merch when we get some merch. And uh, 
It was fun, boys, but we're dropping the mic on episode three and four. We're out of here. See ya.